I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today on episode 67, my guest has survived a life-threatening case of COVID. He'll be sharing about his experience. That's coming up on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. COVID has taken taken the world and turned it upside down in 2020. My whole family uh, is recovering from COVID, and we've, we've done fine and are doing better day by day. But today, I'm talking to Dinesh George in Bangalore, India who nearly lost his life from COVID, spent days and days in the hospital along with his wife and recovered. Uh, The outpouring from disciples and and Christians around the world has been tremendous. And I'll be asking Dinesh about his experience, what he went through and what he's learned from his near-death experience. Dinesh, welcome to the program. Amen. Thank, thank you, Rob. Thank you so much for. for uh, thank you so much for coming back on the program. This is your second time, and I really appreciate yeah. your taking the time. I know that you're you're getting stronger, but thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Amen. Dinesh, Amen. I'm it, grateful for the opportunity to share. Yeah, I know so many people are interested in, in your well-being. Let's get right to it. How did you get yes. COVID? How what happened? Um, I'm not sure how I got it, but um, I would say there was one place we went. I just felt maybe I didn't take precaution or something. We went to a restaurant, and uh, I'm not sure. Maybe that's the place, mm-hmm. I think, where we ate, we got. Um, again, um, that's just an assumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I started having a little fever. And uh, and I was um, uh, okay. I was not having any cough or anything, but I just started feeling some throat irritation. And then we had come back from, we had gone out of station, we came back home and I was constantly checking my oxygen uh, levels. So it is okay uh, in the beginning first four days. So I thought I'm okay. But on the fourth day, uh, my oxygen level started dropping because I was checking to the oximeter. So then I got a little worried. So I thought I'll just go and do a test. So test came positive. And uh, then the next step was, what should I do? And uh, so the local government authorities were very um, resourceful. And uh, so they 
get in touch the same day. And uh, so they were very intense. They said, what do you want to do? We are willing to help you and admit you to the hospital. I was a little nervous because the local government hospitals are pretty pathetic. Uh, that's what my experience and others have shared. But this time, the special medical officer told me uh, whether you want the government to help you or you want to go to private hospital. So I had taken advice from one of our brothers. He said, go with the government. They'll take good care. So I was a little nervous. And miraculously, the special officer called and told me, we are putting you in a private hospital, but the government is going to pay for your entire treatment. Oh, my gosh. And uh, it was a miracle, uh, Rob. So I just was praying that God will send me to this hospital. And immediately in an ambulance, I was able to walk. I was not seriously having any breathing issues. So I just went alone on the ambulance and they put me in the hospital that we have. It's close to our place. It's the, one of the best hospitals in Bangalore called St. John's Hospital. And that was a miracle. And the entire treatment, ICU, that is intensive care unit, intensive trauma unit, the entire treatment was given freely by the local government. It is a lot of money they spent for me, and I didn't have to spend, uh, you know, there's a few thousands we had to spend, that's it, uh, in, in Indian rupees. But the government took care of it, and everybody's shocked and surprised. Wow, that's amazing. And it is the best treatment anyone can receive, and I was so comforted to know that God right from the beginning was trying to take care of me and our family. Wow. Now you went to the hospital, you walked in, what was your experience? Where did things go from, from, from that point forward? You'd, you'd already had about four days of symptoms at that point. Yeah. So when I went to the hospital, they put me in a general ward. All the COVID patients, they used to put in a general ward. So it's basically around 50 patients in one ward. And that was difficult because, but anyway, I just trusted that uh, somehow God will take care of me. Okay. So but the very same night, I started having serious uh, breathing issues. So immediately they transformed me to trauma unit. And again, my oxygen levels are dropping quite dramatically. And so they put me immediately in an intensive care unit. So it was the best decision to actually go to the hospital. And uh, so from that time on, it was intense. So your oxygen levels dropped. Do you remember this? Yeah, Were you it conscious? went to below. It was almost 82 when they put me. So they were very worried. It was going up to 80. So, so when I was in intensive care unit, um, so one doctor from nowhere came. He sat next to me uh, for a minute. He said, uh, Dinesh, we have to 
uh, cut open, you know, to put you on ventilator. And uh, in my mind, I, you know, I'm just a little disoriented. I, I thought that, uh, well, that will be inconvenient because I was just a little not coherent at that time. But that doctor was only for a minute. He vanished. And then another doctor came and said, oh, we're not going to put you on the ventilator. We're going to put you on a non-invasive ventilator. It's going to be a heavy-duty oxygen uh, mask. And uh, so that was what happened. So that night, I didn't know how serious I was and how badly I was doing. But the doctors had called Caroline and our family and shared the bad news that I'm very badly infected. And uh, But they saw some hope in one of my lungs. So that's why they didn't put me on a ventilator. Um, so I was, I was grateful that I had no idea how serious I was. The reason I didn't know how serious I was, because when I went into ICU, the very moment I landed, the bed opposite me, he died. Oh gosh. Every night, three people to four people die around me. So I felt I was the least sick among all the patients. So I never thought I'm going to die. I never thought I am so sick. Uh, only my family knew that I was sick, so sick, because I thought I'm the least of false. Everybody else in the intensive care unit were in a ventilator. They were breathing through the machine. And every day, people were dying. And around me, bed next to me, one person died. When the right hand side, somebody died. Bread opposite me, people die. So they keep coming in the night. And they keep telling the family that he's not doing well. So I'm hearing all the conversations about every patient in the intensive care unit about their condition because the doctors are very honest with their relatives. The relatives cannot come into the ward. So I was without any physical contact with any of my relatives or family or anybody. It was just once a day, I would be allowed to speak to my family through a cell phone that the, the, the doctors would allow me to speak. And that is the only moment I would look forward to just to connect and feel encouraged. Caroline would pray with me, read scriptures. And I'll tell you the first uh, 10 days, I found it hard to pray. I couldn't even remember. I would start remembering scriptures because I can't have any Bible or any, any cell phone. So it's all memory scriptures. And I would find it hard to even remember to complete scriptures. Psalm 23, I would get stuck. Lord is my shepherd. And I would be stuck there. I don't know what to, what is the next verse. Oh. And uh, I would say, our father in heaven. And I'm like, what is next? Hmm. I'm like stuck. So that is my prayer. And But I would just say, Jesus, be with me. Hmm. Sleep next to me. Hmm. Breathe with me. Hear my prayers. Mm. At one point, while I was in ICU, uh, somewhere I got a message saying, Neil, 
come and kneel before me and uh, and i i just decided i was not up to it i just got out of my bed and i just knelt down and i just lifted my hands mm. and cried out to god because kneeling is a sign of humility and knowing that god is greater because i was just all this while i was just lying in the bed mm. and trying to connect with god the nurse was a little shocked to see me on my knees and she's like are you okay mm. said yeah yeah so those are little moments where i would say i was trying to just say close to christ and a uh, lot of uh, negative thoughts were coming about some experiences i've had in the recent times and a uh, lot of things i was wrestling with and uh, i think uh, it was a time for me to cl- get cleansed spiritually emotionally and just get i got clarity mm. about what who is important right because i felt like i became important my feelings became important my hurts became important how people talk to me how people you know uh, how people address me or those things became important mm. and I, i i was wrestling with it but i was not able to go beyond about this being sick i really believe is from god god knows what is good for you even though it is scary but i think i needed this for me to get back my relationship with jesus mm. i just feel so grateful for just to be grateful to be a disciple mm. for me all other things are not important anymore mm. because it became i didn't realize it became became too much part of me and and that is what i needed to get weaned off and uh, the scripture that came to my mind again again even though i couldn't read the bible and no bible has given to me is i want to know christ wow i want to know christ i want to know christ mm. i want to know christ because that's what matters at the end of the day because on the day of judgment is just going to be me and jesus and everything else is just by the grace of god i'm not i'm not going to make it by my merits or mm. what i've done or what what i have it's all going to be grace mm. so the most important thing i understood through this whole experiences grace and i still need to understand grace because i feel like that's what ultimately matters yeah jesus calls us to a the truth i mean we fail he doesn't condemn mm. it doesn't it doesn't crush you it doesn't but he offers grace right so jesus mm. never compromises truth but he is full of grace mm. and i feel like that is what i experienced and that's what i need to mm. offer to my family 
and to my brothers and sisters and offer to the lost world mm. because that's all jesus is doing and the biggest learning one of the thing that kept getting into my head was about grace and i was thinking jesus was a friend of tax collectors and prostitutes <laughs> for me you know when you think about prostitutes i think of our sex workers they're looked down upon by everybody in the world and and we have so little grace when you think about them jesus was a friend 2000 years ago to people and that means those women those people felt so comfortable being with jesus jesus loved them without judging and they they were entering the kingdom of god and i thought i have become i have to watch out for my own judgmental spirit mm. and and uh, so easy for me to you know have opinions about everything and uh, but i learned at the end of the day grace triumphs grace and mercy triumphs mm. that's amazing it's amazing so that's something i'm wrestling with i'm not fully there i must say my mind is more clear mm. i have no bitterness i have no negative feelings i am at peace mm. i'm so much at peace let me ask you this chinor dinesh i i know that people have been praying for you around the world there's been so much um and certainly an outpouring what has that support meant to you tell you how how much i felt loved sometimes when you go through pain you feel very alone you feel you're the only one you can get into self pity which i didn't get during my when i was sick i was in self pity before mm. so but i just so grateful for the churches disciples people who went who left the fellowship they reached out they prayed they fasted mm. i just felt so loved and i could feel the power of prayers while i was in the hospital because mm. only i felt i was better than everybody else mm. i never felt i was so sick i never felt i was going to die and it it can only happen because not because i had the strength i think it's all the prayers of saints wow. from all over the world and i'm super grateful for every soul even if they didn't pray a lot they even they thought about me i'm just thankful mm. for even that thought that you had for our family and i think i've learned the value of the power of prayer mm. for myself so i my prayer does my prayer does make a difference mm. i'm very grateful for that <clears throat> so thank you brothers and sisters and friends and family and churches for reaching out and loving 
and the press and the fasting and and the messages and videos and words of encouragement mm. that you have showered on all of us i'm still grateful still and every time i think about it i get emotional because i know it's purely i'm here by the grace of god that's all i can say tenesh how many days were you in the hospital total my memory is not that good i think almost uh, 26 days 26 days oh my gosh and then at at what point did you know you're you're getting out like how did you when did you start recovering uh, they wanted me to be there till my oxygen um my oxygen is above 90 i'm able to breathe without oxygen on my own and if it goes above 90 so i think uh and then they wanted to do the covid test again so because they take 21 days after i get admitted to do the covid they were not letting me go beyond so so they did the test it became negative i see and then they moved me to a normal ward and uh, so when i moved there i figured that uh, things are getting better but they were still concerned about my lungs not still clear and it's still not clear mm. and it'll take quite some time to clear because uh, and again i'm going to the doctor tomorrow to check uh, all that but uh, i think just to uh, that covid test becoming negative gave me hope that's great and uh, my oxygen level getting a little better and uh, the nurses the doctors were like thorough they were excellent Mm. the care the encouragement is the way they work hard they all in a very <laughs> taking risks mm. treating all these patients but they're so hard working they're so committed the, they're nobody to us but they just so intense mm. even the most intense people patients were going through really they just are on, with them throughout the night just trying to revive them and so i just felt so taken care of and protected wow so god took me to the right place the right um, people that's amazing it's all miracle mm. so you were never- all a miracle that the government paid for my entire treatment so you didn't have to pay anything hardly anything yeah then my insurance i had an insurance uh so that helped to take care of the rest of the treatment wow so everything is paid uh uh by the government more uh, little bit we had to the insurance, rest of it insurance took care of it wow so when you're in hospital you were you were not you were not intubated you just had a, a mask over your face there wasn't yeah Oh, that's, that's right okay that's right i i was one of the few lucky ones to escape ventilator because ventilator is not many so they were very uh they were they were making sure that they would communicate to the families of people on long term ventilator uh how they're doing uh and they tell them you know he's not doing well or she's not doing well and they keep informing so i was lucky to they almost put me 
but uh, because they saw one side of the lung a little better, so they they decided to. So since that very intense uh, oxygen, um, they call it non-invasive uh, ventilator. So that was very hard to wear because it was and uh, very hard to found very hard to even breathe with that. And uh, yeah, so that's what I was grateful for. Uh, Dinesh, as as you look forward, what's your mindset? What how how are things different? What what's going through your mind as you look forward to the future? I think the one scripture that uh, and that actually was my favorite scripture when I got baptized. And also that's a scripture that uh, led me to consider ministry is Hebrews chapter 3, 12 and 13. You know, just, you know, encourage one another. And, and that's what I, I've learned during this time. I see that everybody is broken. Right from Adam and Eve, there's no perfect family. There's no perfect disciple. Everybody is on a journey trying to figure out the relationship with God and what I can offer. So encourage them on this journey to keep their faith, strengthen their faith, and help them to overcome whatever struggles they're going through. And people are not going to overcome in a minute or a day or two. Everybody's different. Mm. But we need to keep encouraging our brothers and sisters to not to give up. So the biggest thing I'm just thinking is, what can I offer? I can't offer many things. Uh, God has allowed me to do many things, but I think way ahead, I think the best thing I can offer is encourage people. Mm. Encourage people to hold on to their faith. And wherever they are, meet them where they are, where Jesus meets them. Mm. And Jesus never gives up. He is with us always. Mm. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Mm. And I think we just need to be there. And that's what I'm just thinking. I don't know about other things, but that's a simple thing that I I was thinking. Mm. So... It's fantastic. Dinesh, thank you so much for making the time to share. I know I hesitated to to contact you, but I, I was praying about you and I thought, I'd like to know how you're doing. And I bet a lot of other people who've been praying for you would love to hear from you. And so thank you for making the time to, to share your experience. Um, any final words that you'd like to share with anybody? I just want to say thank you. I just want to say, brothers and sisters, our prayers make a difference. Mm. We may not feel it. We may think God is not hearing, God is not listening, or God does not answer exactly the way we want him to answer. I felt like that when I was in ICU. Mm. You know, sometimes I think, oh God, I prayed. Others are praying. Why can't you just clear my lungs? There are a few moments like that. And I thought God has his own reason. Why is he doing all this? 
ultimately everything happens for the glory of god whatever you go through suffering is good it cleanses our soul i don't like suffering but i think this moments this days i think i'm super grateful because without this experience i would not have the clarity i would not have the understanding and jesus after 30 years is telling me come follow me wow he might decide i love you i care about you and i don't know how he wants to use me but i'll i want to surrender to what his will is not what i want mm. i want to do what his will is and i don't know what that is i have not figured it out but uh, i think every one of us as brothers and sisters god loves you and god still wants us to be a disciple and he cares about you so don't give up mm. keep fighting the good fight wow and that's what paul said i fought the good fight mm. only jesus said is finished wow so i don't think we can finish the work we started <laughs> god started only jesus was able to finish the work that's right paul just it's a good fight so it's a good fight so if we are in a battle and we need to keep fighting for our own salvation and for our brothers and sisters and the the 7 billion plus people in this world and and god wants to do something to us i love him amen i want to allow god to use me i don't know what that means hmm. i pray i can be of i can be a better use to god for his will to fulfill his will than all that thing that i was holding out in the past so wow thank you thank you so much and i'm you had mentioned that that your wife and daughter had also gotten covid but not not as seriously i bet they were so happy to have you back and we're all happy to have you back and to have you <laughs> safe and Amen. sound and we'll we'll continue to pray for you as you recover thank, thank you so much for this time and i want to say thank you rob yes it's great to talk to you it's great to see you and to see how well you're doing i'm i'm so happy about that thanks for listening to the rob skinner podcast if you're enjoying this podcast please let me ask you a favor let your friends know about it and how to find it tell your church friends and please spread the word my goal is to inspire you to make this life count live a no regrets life and multiply disciples leaders and churches have a great day and make this life count